Hey, welcome to Why Am I So Bitchy? This week, I don't even have time to be bitchy because I have a wonderful um, episode recorded with uh, Victor Villa. We're talking about how we think um, walking the El Camino de Santiago um, perhaps was beneficial for us moving through um, this time of COVID pandemic um, and into the future months ahead um, well. So um, anyway, it's a pretty long episode and um, I hope you enjoy it. So uh, enjoy, enjoy listening. I hope you um, get some interesting insights from it and um, there's some other interesting topics in there as well. So have a good listen. Thanks for tuning in. This week we have an extra, extra special guest. I call all my guests special, but today Victor and I are going to have a chat. And those of you who don't know, Victor is my husband. Um, So we are going to start our conversation. Um, I talked to Victor about this idea a couple days ago, and... um, So we came up with a few questions together. So I'll introduce the questions and then we're going to do like an organic interview. So hopefully we'll answer all the questions, but um, conversations have their own life. So we'll see what happens. So the questions we're going to um, have in mind are number one, how did the, how did walking the El Camino de Santiago prepare you for the COVID-19 crisis, as well as for the recovery process that will likely take more months than we want it to take. Number two is, what is most interesting and important to you about traveling? And number three, do you believe in the idea of soulmates? So Victor, let's start with you. How did walking the El Camino de Santiago prepare you for the COVID-19 crisis as well for the recovery process that will likely take more months than we want it to take? Okay, thank you. Um, I have I have lots of ideas on that, so I hope it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many things in my life that have prepared me for the crisis and recovery. And I think it's really insightful of you to notice that walking in Spain was especially important. I think that you probably agree with me that um, it's important because we walked individually um, and and um, and um, meaning I think I became more resilient individually but it also transformed us as a couple and in a way our our marriage is more trend um more resilient or better if you will or we get along better because of it maybe that's the the better way of putting it um i also think 
that people find themselves pretty lonely in this period of social social distancing. And all the uncertainty and the havoc that the virus has caused will continue to harm us for a while. In other words, um, I think it's not only, you know, people getting sick and and, and people dying, which is a terrible thing, but, but it's more than that. It, it's, it's not only uh, our, our friends and family that we worry about, the specifics of, of, you know, them losing their jobs and things like that. It's also like throughout the world, right? The, the death toll and the uncertainty and the anxiety that it causes. Um, uh, and, and, you know, I think that those are the things that we're talking about, right? It's like why... Uh, so many people are talking about how they, they're more depressed or they're more anxious and that they ruminate about this anxiety. And, um, and I'm not doing very much of that. And I think that you're not doing much of that. I, I remember you saying something along the lines of COVID-19 hasn't been that bad to you. Like in, that, that it's probably... You know, all in all, it's been better for you than than it's harmed you, if you will. And, and I think that's true of me too. I think I, I may have said the same thing. Um, so I guess I think that it is what makes me think that led you to the question, right? That you're probably seeing that I'm not suffering, if you will. Whereas a lot of people are suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, what kind of made me um, want to explore the question in a sense is, um, you know, like COVID has its challenges and it has its benefits. So why I feel like I'm not suffering is I do feel really fortunate that that I have a job and you have a job. So we're not financially stressed so that's a big thing and then um, because my job um, takes me out of the house for a good stretch of period I feel like we are able to maintain more independence from each other which we both value in our certain ways so I think that's also like um, it, it's good that we actually have an opportunity to have a little bit of space in our togetherness, you know? Um, and, um, um, which I think, you know, some people are both at home, which is really unusual. And then they might have a lot small children at home, which is extra stressful. We have a few friends that are in that situation where they're like, wow, this is intense, you know, like, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so it's more than the Camino that makes it easier for us and, and we can do well. Yeah. Um, we're not as, the challenges that we face may not be as big as others so that's that's not to be under yeah. um underestimated right and, yeah. and I, but I, but i'm really interested in what in one of the pieces that you said there that connects to, to the walk in spain because um you know we walked as individuals and we walked as a couple yeah right uh we developed a ritual 
that allowed for togetherness and separateness in this walking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in other words, we respected and appreciated both things, not just one. You know, like there were times when, when I felt like I'm just gonna, you're going through something, and I'm and I'm gonna respect it. And I probably overdid it because, like, the one thing that comes to mind is, like, I I, I probably waited too long to check in with you and find out why are you crying every morning for <laughs> ten days, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and but I was really really pleased with the way we dealt with it right that that you you know it was not as bad as i imagined mm-hmm. you know like you were fine with it like crying uh, i don't want to put words into your mouth but i'll tell you what i think of it and you can tell me what you think of it yeah to me that meant like the tears were to me they were good tears they were tears of um releasing anxiety mm-hmm. I've just been in a foreign place I've been in, 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 in under culture shock to some degree but just because you were in culture shock didn't mean that you were not loving it yeah. that you were still that little tiny little cry allowed you to take in the day you know to to eat all this wonderful but weird food right. <laughs> to you know to <laughs> to you know to partake of wonderful but new experiences of you know like bull fighting or or bull runs or you know whatever i don't know yeah right whatever the new experience was yeah um yeah what do you i mean do you think so i mean well i think it was definitely that and like for me um as you know i've like i do love to travel but it's not without anxiety and we have a kind of interesting ritual is um, I really like to plan trips, but then once we get to our trip, then I'm like, okay, Victor, you have to take over from here because like, that's where my anxiety really starts. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. You be in charge of it. Right. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah. I feel like, um, like for me, it was a, a, even though it was a really interesting adventure and I loved a lot of it, it was like, getting up and leaving in the morning not knowing where I was going to get to the next day was really emotionally challenging. Yeah. Um, and and, um, yeah. and also, I'm not very much of a morning person, and so I was like, oh, man, I like really have to get my shit together in the morning in a pretty quick fashion for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... It was it was challenging. <laughs> and and I'm a very morning person and mm-hmm. I speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I didn't know that I would take to it so well. Yeah. But I loved every second of it, right? In terms of like not knowing where I was going mm-hmm. was an excitement to me, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to anxiety. So so we had these differences. Yeah. But it was good. It was good to have. And there were shared, there was also shared times, right? Mm-hmm. There's things that we both um, valued the same way. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I've thought a lot about this, this issue. And you know, it's funny because when you first told me that you wanted to ask me this question, I honestly, I thought, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> you know, like, like the first emotional response was like, no. Um, and then, and then my second response was like, wait a minute, like that could be a good question, but, but what would make it good? 
you know, and, and, and like one of the first thoughts that I had was, I bet you almost everybody that's been on, on, on a similar pilgrimage would say, I can't explain it. I just know that it, you know, that it did like, mm-hmm. it, like it's intuitively obvious. Like, like everybody's, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. But, but if you put it into words, you, you can't right? or, or you, you, you stumbled over things. And, and I, I think that, you know, as I thought about it, I thought, well, wait a minute. So let me, let me try to answer this question, right? Um, what is it about El Camino de Santiago that may have created a source of strength, of courage, of compassion, of calmness, calmness, or I don't know what it is. Okay, maybe it's all of those things. Maybe it's none of those things. Uh, maybe it's some of those that makes you more resilient, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. Not only for COVID, but for other things, right? Yeah. Um, and so I thought, okay, well, what about this? What if we looked at a couple of things? Like, for example, we seem to develop a ritual over time, like, okay, that, that was doing this, that allowed us to be both together and apart, if you will, every single day. Mm-hmm. We had moments that we allowed each other separateness and moments we allowed each other togetherness. That, that was quite special. It was, it was um, I don't think we've been able to replicate it, um, you know, and, and, and if you think about things like, remember, um, I'm thinking of him as Pasadena Mike. Did I get it right? Was it Mike? Um, it was, yeah, Pasadena, that's right. Pasadena Mike, right? We met him on our first day. No, no. It was his first day. We had our, like a day and a half behind us. And he was asking us all kinds of questions and we were like coaching him. It was hilarious because we had barely just learned a few things. Yeah. And, and we bought him some coffee and we kind of, you know, got him on the right track kind of thing. And it was beautiful. And then we, we kind of waved at him one time in the middle, like 15 days later. And then we saw him at the very end. Mm-hmm. And then it was totally different because he had completed it. He walked on much faster than us and he got to the end way before us. Mm-hmm. And instead of a bunch of questions for us, we had questions for him. We wanted to know about his experience. And and he bought us dinner or yeah. beers yeah. or all yeah. of it or something, right? Yeah. And, and so I call these micro-friendships, meaning that we got a tiny little slice of knowing him, and yet there was something beautiful about the friendship, even though I could barely remember his name, if you will, right? And 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 I I feel really sad about not remembering. Was it Lata or you know from from the Netherlands that you know we spent a day with her, a whole day? Yeah, I think her uh, name was the one that we stayed in the hostel by ourselves. Yeah, with. yeah. Uh, her name was. Um, Mete. Mete? Mete. Something like that. Is I'm saying it a bit wrong, but it was like that. And she Meta. She anyway, probably she was yeah. um so Yeah, because I was really thinking Lata, but No. Let's, it started with it. Yeah. And yeah. um she she was like, You guys she thought we were crazy because that was our honeymoon. 
that we were doing this walk on and and we kind of changed her mind remember Victor we had we played cards with her all night and she kind of asked us some questions about doing this thing together and and she's like maybe I'll ask my husband if he wants to join me <laughs> or her partner um, yeah because she she did not want to walk with her mm-hmm. partner because she thought it was a, a disaster in the making and, yeah and partly because she the girlfriend she went with she broke up with her um, they were not walking together because they weren't well suited well it's funny because <laughs> to save their friendship yes they separated right on the walk yeah and so they thought how could you guys be walking together <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mete Meta yeah Mete. I, I'm glad you reminded me of her name because I you know it feels awkward you know, I, I'm going to say it, okay? Like, I know it's going to sound weird. Yeah. But in some ways, I honestly loved so many people. Like, I loved them. Like, in this micro way, this very small, tiny way of loving someone. Like, you love their humanity, even though you forget their name. Mm-hmm. Like, how can that be? Mm-hmm. N- never, well, I'm not sure about that. But I, I don't think, other times in my life, I don't think I've been able to experience that. You know, that that you can have these tiny slices of getting to know people and, and, and really feel like you're bonded with them even though it's a very transient, temporary, brief experience that you're sharing, right? And, um, you know, like I, I feel guilty that I don't remember the, 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 the other person from the Netherlands that we spent several days with her what was her name? Because I think, like, I should remember her name because we spent... The older like, lady? Yeah. Anna. Anna! Like, how can I not remember <laughs> Anna? Like, I... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's okay to rem- to forget someone that we only spent a few hours with. Yeah. Maybe. But not Anna. <laughs> we, we... Come on. Yeah. We right? had to go down that really horrible... Yeah. We actually changed our minds, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that trail. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's. You know, like, isn't that special? Yeah. But you see what I'm getting at with this? That I think these experiences, they were rich. They were rich with life, mm-hmm. with, with valuing what really matters. Yeah. And and. Which you, is connection. Which is connections with humans. Um, one thing, not on, that's not the only thing though. Yeah. Right. But that's one thing, right? And and so that makes you stronger. I think. I think that you can take a lot if you have that, right? If you can bring that. Um, you know, I I I'm sad that you know I don't think. I've been able to fully implement what I learned in the Camino to living in, at home in Canada. Mm-hmm. Like some, some things, yes. But like, why don't I do more? Yeah. You know? Like, why is that? that that's the part that bothers me. Yeah, like I feel good of how it, it, it's, it, I feel stronger, better somehow. But I, I also feel like, ah, why is it that I'm not living up to, to more fully to that 
to that level of being, if you will, you know? I feel like it's really hard, like, because you get home and, you know, maybe for the first while, like, I I remember at the beginning and I was like, I think it might have been a bit annoying, but... Oh, in Spain, like every conversation, something reminded me of Spain and it was so close to me and um, little things like I was thinking about this, like I remembered my feet hurt every morning when I woke up for like a year, like the first few steps (laughs) out of bed were like, oh, 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 you know, so it was like, it was really there with you still. And then that heals, right? And it's, I think, um because of how we live the busyness of life kind of takes that away and that's something what which I've been enjoying in this time of COVID is being less busy like you know I feel before I was like busy you know driving to the complex for all these classes or busy doing this and enjoying some of those things but now that I can just um the practice is to just enjoy those things at home and really I feel like I feel like I'm appreciating stuff so much more without this rush 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 and and it was our day's work to get up and walk and meet people and eat food and um, you know yeah I really like I really like what you've said there because I mean for one instead of blaming myself for not doing things more in your answer I see that things are different here right and it's hard to find the freedom to be more that way more more present Mm -hmm. in living which is kind of sad that we can't you know, it's a cliche. Enjoy every moment, right? And it's kind of like, and we shouldn't enjoy every moment. <laughs> like, you know, we got and, and we didn't enjoy every moment, right? Right. So. But but still, right? That that yeah. that somehow, um, yeah, because our the demands on us are different, and so it's not that we're doing something wrong. Is that conditions are different, and so so given that, we're doing pretty good, right? Um, you know, the, the, the other thing that I was thinking about is that we develop much deeper friendships with, with people like John and Liz. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were in London when we first met them, and now they're in Cambridge, or where, where are they now? They you live know? in Nottingham, I believe. Oh, in Nottingham. Yeah. And with Sue and John, who are Canadian friends that were in Madrid, they lived there, they hosted us, they wined and dined us. Before our, before our trip and after our trip, that yeah. was that was they housed us, right? Yeah, they and treated pre- us so prepared well. Prepared us and yeah, like I think it was like Sue was fantastic, and she like prepped us um, at, with John's support, you know. And um, and when we got home, she was kind of like, "These people are gonna need to debrief," and she, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like she she I thought she was really good at having that sense of that and. Um, you know, like, no, no surprise here, but I was like, as soon as I saw her at the train station, I was like weeping and she's like, oh, you need a hot bath and a glass of wine, you know? <laughs> she knew. Yeah. She knew. Because she had walked. Yeah. <laughs> and 
yeah, uh, John and Sue were extremely special. Every, every, there were so many, mm-hmm. right? But it was a different death because there was such a bond and I, I miss them dearly, right? Like I, I feel, I you know, we keep a little bit in touch with them. Oh man, I miss them so much, you know, because I just feel like we were so connected. Like how could you not stay connected? But life is the way it is, right? It doesn't, it doesn't allow you. So like these bigger separations that happen, you have to just accept them. But I do miss them. Um, I, I think that the, of course, um, the biggest, the the most in depth connection was between you and me, and I, and I think it's it's probably obvious to some people maybe, or or they you know like uh, or the opposite, like it's really shocking that that would be the case, but you know from what we've discovered is kind of. It's almost like I feel like we're lucky, you know, it was fortuitous that we were able to develop our bond also beyond ourselves. Like, you know, we like we walked for ourselves and we walked for each other, you know, too. And and I think that in things like COVID, we can find both of those things, connection and separateness, right? And um, and you know the um, the conversations that we that we had, or the allowance of silence that we gave each other in the walk, could be um, almost like nourishment to this to this bond that we that we developed, right? Um, and you know, like I I don't remember, I can't tell you specifically, but. I think we must have fought. Like, I think we... And I think if, in fact, we did, we must have, that we fought well. Like, we fought mm-hmm. constructively. Meaning, like, I think... I just have this idea that that we must have been compassionate, forgiving, understanding as we asserted ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. like we must have said, okay, I'm going to make a stand here. You know, like, I... I damn it. You know, like... I don't remember it, okay? But I believe that it's true. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Do you remember anything? I feel that? like that we were both like assertive and respectful to each other's assertiveness when we saw that it was really important. And I mean, Victor and I fight in a pretty mild way, typically anyway. So, um, but you know, I think, I think like for me, for example, is like when we were looking for accommodations and, and I would always be like, I was like pretty like um, hard line on let's pick the ones with like 12 people or less or or like um, I think we um, were I think you respected my need more for a little bit more privacy so we stayed in you know like um, hospitalieros or dormitorios more often than you might have stayed in hostels more had you been walking alone. Um, what if they called those? What if they like pensiones or what? Pensiones. Were that's what I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pensiones, right? And right. Yeah, that was our favorite um, yeah. uh, compromise, and I, I did not necessarily want hostels as much as it's just that mm-hmm. I did want 
sometimes just the experience of it, right? Just right. like, like um, you remember Ziggy Zaggy. Ziggy Zaggy. Paolo. Paolo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paolo, like when he told me that story, oh, I was so envious. Yeah, of being in the. Uh, in the most primitive conditions. Yeah, in a monastery. Yeah, like I, like I was so envious. Okay. Yeah. But at the same time, even though it's a contradiction. <laughs> yeah. I didn't care. Like it, no. uh, I was, I was satisfied with, with my experience. Like I could, I could let it go easily. Like I yeah. can say, good for him, good for you. You know, you know what I mean. Right. And and like for us, we did what. Like I, I did not regret one thing. No. You know? Yeah. Like I, I think, I, I hope you don't mind me saying this. Like he, I think I was more generous, if you will, <laughs> with you on that aspect, if you will. That, not that, what I mean by that is that I felt that it was easy for me to, to not insist on, oh, I want it really rough, you know? You know, like yeah. I want to be in the most primitive convent possible you know what i mean like <laughs> like yeah maybe yeah but but i didn't it was not right right whereas like you know like yeah fine you know you want more a little bit you know more privacy and stuff it's like eh, that's okay yeah. like i could easily yeah. let go of that right? right um so yeah but yeah i mean i think our biggest fight was you know we really had to negotiate one day my level of misery and whether it was time to pack it in. And and I think we've navigated that well. Like um, Yeah, and, that was and, probably and it, the and it peak. Was, and, and, it, and it was like, even though it was a buildup and it might have been um, better to have that discussion sooner, like it, it did change something in me too, right? Like I kind of recovered after that emotionally a little bit it's like oh okay like this is it's not um see i've thought about a lot about that and yeah and I, i've grown to to accept the possibility that it was the perfect time <laughs> and what i mean by that is that you know maybe you needed that time to kind of process things you know and yeah. and, and by the and you were ready yeah like 10 days was like a perfect time for you to say, I can actually let go of this now. Yeah. You know? Um, and I just want to tell you that as far as I'm concerned, that's actually my answer to your question, if you will. Even though we've, con- it's 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 not really my answer because I think we've, we've been conversing. Mm-hmm. But, but I think that even if it's not a perfectly coherent answer to your question of why walking in Camino de Santiago is makes people more resilient um in a in a crazy chaotic way i think the answer is in there like i i i i think i as far as i'm concerned that's the answer you know that that uh, i see myself and our marriage as more resilient more suited for dealing with covid 19 and anything that life throws at us individually or as a couple because we walk together mm-hmm. and because we allowed for separateness we don't I think one fear that I had you know that we end up getting over involved with each other mm-hmm. like that's no good like we we want to just be we can only be very intimate 
very close, but also to have the opposite, like know our separation, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, so that's you know, like I don't, I, I think you had two other questions. I don't know if you want to just stop or if you want me to. What work? Do you want to talk about the other questions or not at all? Um, well, let's just touch on this. I think they're interesting, and we have some time here. So. Um, the next question was, what is most interesting and important to you about traveling? Well, in the context of the first question, if you will, or because we have, you know, spent a few years together, you know, um, Today's May 11th, is that? May 11th. So this is the day after... Or no, it's the 12th. Two today's the 12th? Yeah. <laughs> okay, today's May 12th. So this May 10th was our anniversary date in terms of the day we met for spring. Yeah. First time we met um, to start a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, like, humor me with this. Yeah. Um, since that time, I think I've changed my views of traveling, if you will. Like, and if you wouldn't mind, like, let's say prior, I often love the idea of staycations, if you will, or, mm-hmm. or exploring the areas you live or as close to it as possible. Like, to me, there's so much of Canada that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I want to explore. So it's, it is traveling, right? But but I have this... I've had this weird... I don't know. I say weird because I think that a lot of people like, ah, that's not exciting. Um, uh, it's, it's kind of the opposite of... Uh, that I think that the, the closer I am to home, the more value I place to the traveling that way. Mm-hmm. Right? But I am willing to go far from home, right? Yeah. It's just that, um, and and I think I've changed. I think I think I've, I I I see, like I don't want to apply the principle, that idea. Like I don't reject it. I don't want to get rid of it. Like I want that idea, but I also want equally happy with traveling. Mm-hmm. To the furthest places of the world, you know, like, you know what I mean? That's kind of like, it's exciting. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I think I flip-flopped where I think for me, that was a more romantic notion or I felt like, oh, if I don't explore vastly different cultures, I won't grow. And, and I think because of COVID, um, I'm much more comfortable with the idea of exploring what we have close by um yeah it's and, hilarious and we're, we're but, so different <laughs> i know and so yeah. anyway so like i'm like oh like because before i was always like oh no i need to have these like grand adventures and that's going to give me personal growth and and i think and partly what's um changed my mind is this time at home and some of the rituals and the practices and and stuff that i've been able to foster here at home I think I've had so much growth in kind of an intensely short period of time and maybe I was just ripe for that you know at this particularly time but I feel like it's because 
because I can sink into it here at home. And you know what just occurred to me? Yeah. You're going to be 50 pretty soon. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and, and that was a time... It's, it's just, just a funny coincidence that it was when I was 50 that was more more like that. Yeah. Right? And, and we've reversed. Right. We've, we've, we've done a funny little dance where I've taken your, your perspective more and you've taken my perspective more mm-hmm. in some sense, right? And, and I find it incredibly weird that COVID-19 is one of the reasons that I'm especially like wanting to take a big trip. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I, like I'm dying to go back to Spain. Yeah. Okay. But, but let me go back to your question. Spain was very special for me because I was trying to um, wash away a bad concept. I, I didn't completely know it at the time, okay? But you see, I grew up thinking, you know, being fed the idea that as a Mexican, you're supposed to reject both, both the 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 intimate um, roots of who you are, the indigenous aspect of you, re- rejected, because the indigenous are backwards Mm -hmm. the Spaniards the Spaniards well they are they are um, um, you know they're the conquistadores right one second okay can we pause This is real life, so we got a little momentarily interrupted by work, but Victor was exploring a really interesting idea about uh, kind of um, processing things about being Mexican in Spain. Um. <laughs> yeah, so what I was, was going to say, thanks for that. I, I, um, it's, I hope this makes sense to someone else. I don't know. It makes a lot of sense to me. Being Mexican means that you have you have knowledge of two different roots. One is European, most likely Spanish, but it could be French, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is the indigenous um, uh, peoples of 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 America, right? Yeah. Um, and that's how you end up with being becoming Mexican. So you have you know uh, the potential for several hundred years of of the identity of the people changing because of all that history and so forth right Mm -hmm. but the narratives that i grew up hearing from very young were not very nice you know they they diminish the indigenous aspects they diminished uh, the Spanish, you know, like the Spanish were, you know, like the best thing you can say about them are conquistadores, mm-hmm. but the worst thing are things like rapists, you know, um, yeah, destroyers of, of culture and, 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 and so forth, you know, like negative things, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
Those were your roots, but you were supposed to like pretend like no, I'm just Mexican. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> I'm just like I'm just Mexican. Like uh, I just you know, right? And it didn't make any sense. So for me, going to Spain brought some. You know, here's what's ironic. Just today, I was talking to a friend, telling him that my strongest connection to being indigenous comes when I accepted that they're Spanish roots. Yeah. That's the, you know, my friend said, you know, um, you know, like, do you cut off, you know, do you, do you, you know, cut out the left arm or the right arm? Do you poke out the eye that offended you, you know, kind of biblical thing, right? Mm-hmm. Or do you just accept yourself, right? You know, is your right arm the the Mexican side, or is your left arm the um, uh, you know indigenous or whatever that kind of thing? It's like no, you're you're a whole human being, and you can embrace whatever cultural roots you have, whether they're thousands of years into the past mm-hmm. or hundreds or whatever, right? And, and whatever, like you don't, there's there's so many things that you don't know, but they're fine. You can accept yourself, even though you can be a, a critic of history, right? Yeah. And and what I, I loved Spain because for the first time, I could genuinely uh, admire those roots mm-hmm. you know I didn't have to reject them I, I was like oh you're a traitor and I was like no no people don't know what they're talking about yeah you know I, I'll never stop being Mexican um, you know and it doesn't take away and there's no trading uh, it annoys me that people try to define you. Like the only person that needs to define me is me. Right. Right? And and so traveling can do many things, but some trips can allow you to discover important parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I feel like I mean I definitely um discovered a lot about myself. Um, in Spain and um, some things were a little bit sad to me although I appreciated the luxuries of it so it's even this is like almost the same thing as like I'm like I really like the luxury we lived in but that's a very different Camino than the original Camino where you would really be depending completely on the kindness of strangers as you walked along. Right. Um, yeah. And so, but I did feel a little bit of sadness at the same time of, of the loss of that idea and that um, things were becoming very touristy and monetized and, and um, you know, I would be quite interested to go back, what is it, five years later, Victor, four years later, five years later, seven years later, sometime in the future. And, um, and see how much has that, um, commercialism aspect taken hold or, or would it be quite similar? Cause I think we were kind of there in the, 
in the cusp of a change um, hmm. that was becoming more dramatic. Yeah, I, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the 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 traditional aspects will never be rooted out. You yeah. See? That there's no like I, I my belief is that like I, I'm very romantic about some things. My belief is that. 800, depending on how you count things, sometimes people think 800 years of it, sometimes people say 1,200 years mm-hmm. of tradition. I think whether it's 800 or 1,200 years of tradition, it's not going to be easily rooted out, you know, like, you know. Right. So I, I'm not that concerned about that aspect of yeah. it. It could happen, and it will be really sad if it does, but no, I, I, I think... You know, it's kind of like the, the, the idea of the river, like that you only, um, uh, you never, you're never in the same river twice kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if we walked again, it would not be the same walk. There's no. no way. It would be, it would be different, but, but I can't imagine that I wouldn't love it just as much, Yeah. you know? And um, I think we did really experience strong traditions. Um, I can think of three places off of the top of my head. Which was, um, the first one was, uh, La Perla Negra. Yeah. Um, which we found a wonderful community in. And that was fairly primitive-ish. Yeah. <laughs> but we found so much help there. There was a lot more tradition. There yeah. was a lot more commitment to the values of the pilgrimage. Right. And even though we thought we were not really, we were more tourists than pilgrims. Yeah. When we saw the pilgrimage, we were very attracted to it. Right. Right? That we we appreciated it. We thought, oh, man, there's something really beautiful here. Yeah. Right? If nothing else to respect it. What was the, what was the Spaniard name uh, who, who didn't speak English? That We stayed at that, that South African's house. Um, 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 what was uh, Let's see. I can't remember his name, but I know who he's talking yeah. about. I mean, who was most colorful in that place was Margarita to me. Um, so that guy, because I couldn't talk to him because he didn't speak yeah, English. Yeah, you couldn't speak not, to him, but um, I, I fell in love with him. You yeah. know, that he was, it was so beautiful. Like, it was such a... Not Marco, no. No, no. Um, uh, um, you know. It's uh, irrelevant in some well, ways. Well, anyway, it's... It's not irrelevant to me. Like, <laughs> right. I wish I remembered his name. But his... He said in, in such a beautiful way that it was so genuine because, you know, he was not an educated person, I think, he said. And, you know, and it was not filled with philosophy or, or with you know, science or with religion and so forth. It was more just very human, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. that that he just described how three times in his life, maybe more, he just knew he had to go on the walk. Right. And every single time, he, he was better for it, mm-hmm. right? It was like... You know, one time it was because of a divorce. Yeah. Another time for a different reason. Whatever. Like, whatever the reason, 
Like he was in a crisis and he walked. Right. And he said, look, I'm not putting religion to it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I know about religion or science about that? All I know is that there's something really special. Mm-hmm. That th- this is a healing process, maybe, or a mm-hmm. transformative process. And, and he didn't use those words, right? Right. He used much simpler words. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to me, it was like, wow, that's... I, I, you know, it brings me to the, to the first question, right? About, um, why that's so good. Why did it strengthen you? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, I think there's many reasons to enjoy traveling. And I, and now I believe that both local short trips are equally good to, to long trips, mm-hmm. you know, far away. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, so this is the last question, Victor. So, um, I think we both spoke about love at least a little bit, uh, falling in love in the Camino for an instant. So, um, let's see, what's your idea about soulmates? Do you feel any of those people you fell in love with along the way are your soulmate? Hmm. Well, first of all, I don't believe in a soulmate, unlike the, you know, I, I think that I have a very different perspective on what most people that think about soulmates think about. So that's my first thing. Mm-hmm. I don't, it doesn't seem logical to me. I don't know. It doesn't seem sensible that there's one soulmate. It doesn't make sense to me. To me, what does make sense is that there are soulmates. But very shockingly, I think, to, or very different to what I think other people think of soulmates. Like, do I believe that <laughs> I know people from a different, different, um, what, in a different life or in a different universe or that kind of thing. No, no, I, I, I'm not opposed to those ideas, but that doesn't make any sense to me. Like I, I can't, I can't really entertain those ideas, if you will, very much. Like I'm open to it, yeah, but it doesn't make sense to me. So instead, I have a weird idea about it and, and and I'm actually reading a book on soulmates so I may change my mind <laughs> after I read some of these ideas right but but for now and and what's consistent with my time with you especially is that I've I've had this idea for a while that soulmates are made you create soulmates they're not there to begin with okay let me take that back I want to say there's different kinds of soulmates I changed my mind there may be some people that are soulmates that are already there and you recognize it in them um, and, 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 and this is this is really weird okay I, I apologize like I feel like 
Like I fell in love with people. And I mean a different kind of love. Because I'm talking about like a platonic love mainly, let's say, that that allows me to love a, a human being. It could be male or it could be female, if you will. Not, not romantic love, because I consider myself very heterosexual, if you will. And so, you know, like, and I'm not talking about that. Yeah. I'm talking about loving a person, right? Um, as a soulmate. And to me, a soulmate isn't just romantic love. It could be, mm-hmm. but a soulmate to me is even more special than that. Because I think it's different kinds, you know? And, and some people, see, the Camino, some people that um, don't get jealous, but Meta, even though I couldn't remember her name, <laughs> like to me, she's like a soulmate. Like one of these, but but I, what I the way I labeled it was micro friendships, yeah. because I'm trying to be honest, right? It's like, come on, I knew a tiny bit of her. How could I love her? That's ridiculous, right? But but there's something really special about it, though, because I like I thought, oh my god, like this person we just shared a meal with, let's say, in, in a conversation or a game of cards. But it was deep bonding, even though we were gone from each other's lives mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. Right? And I was perfectly happy with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't go like, oh, no, I can't live. You know, <laughs> you know it's not like that. It's very different. Yeah. And, and, and so, I don't know. If, some people might think, that's not a soulmate. Right? But to me, that's a soulmate. Yeah. And there's different kinds. Right? So, I think, I, I would like, I would like us, you know, to be soulmates. And, and in my opinion, we're developing soulmatehood, <laughs> <laughs> if you will. Like, I, I don't, see, it's, I, I think if, <sighs> weird thing because I think some kinds of soulmates you don't just you don't just complete it it's not like okay now you're my soulmate it's more like it's alive it's dynamic you have to you have to nourish it that's what I think of, of soulmates so that's it. That's I'm gonna stop there. I don't I don't want to say anything else about soulmates. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't want to say anything about soulmates either. I don't think I. Um, I think when I was younger, I will say something. I think that when I was younger, I might have liked the romantic idea of of that, like that you knew someone in a former life or or something. And this is kind of a weird thing because I think when I was younger, I'm more, I was much more cynical about love than I am now. But even though I'm not as cynical, I might feel more practical about it, which is a kind of weird thing. That's, but, the, that's the way life is. Yeah. <laughs> it throws you all kinds of curveballs. Yeah. So anyway, I think, um, you know, I've definitely felt 
special kinships with people, sometimes rather instantly, and if that might be a soulmate. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, because, and, you know, if we think about a kinship, right? Yeah. Like, I thought about a lot of the, the people that we met definitely that way, right? Yeah. And it may be more appropriate, to be honest, right? Like, right. I, I, I would be willing to... Um, to change the word, if you will, like, but I don't know. It's funny because the intensity of the connection was so deep in some cases, mm-hmm. which is really weird, though, because, yeah, like, how often do you meet somebody for just an hour or a day, and and you feel so connected to them? That doesn't happen as often, right? Like, that was special about that walk, right? Yeah. 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 And I think for me, um, I enjoyed that person, but maybe, um, like definitely John and Liz, that was kind of like our soulmate pair. Um, yeah. <laughs> See, the thing is, but, but I was, I was mentioning her as a contrast. Right. Like, like, of course, come on. Yeah. You know, John and Liz, that's a different level though. Yeah. Like that's, that's more easily accepted as, yeah. as soulmates to me. Right. Right. Yeah. John and Liz, same thing, right? Um, To me. Right. Right? Eva. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I know. Or Evie? Was it Evie? Hava. Hava. I can't believe. I mean, come on. How did I get this one? She called herself Eve Ant, but her name was Hava. Hava. Um, Like Hava, come on. Yeah, she was sweet. I liked, one of my favorite people was Rough Tony. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about rough Tony. Uh, everybody else yeah. except me did. <laughs> but I like people a little rough. No, I, I, I liked him a lot. but Yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't have wanted to walk the whole walk with him. No. No. <laughs> I'm sure we'd discover more things than wanted about that. But I just, um, My biggest problem with Tony was the couple of the friends that he had. Yeah. They were a lot... They were shady. Yeah. Yeah. So... So anyway, but yeah, and I think um, someone really special for me was Ramona. Of course, Ramona. Ramona. I mean, Ramona definitely is a soulmate. And I think I might have had a dog soulmate in Suerte, Victor. (laughs) You know, Um, so that's kind of like... Too bad we couldn't take him home. Yeah. German Shepherd. Right. How long did he follow us? A day. Yeah. Well, anyway, don't you think we should close this? I think this is it, Victor. We we covered all. So the you're questions. gonna edit any parts of it you like? I'm gonna um, edit um, nothing, but it's all perfect. So I don't have a very good editing app. So I'm gonna turn this off. So thanks for being a guest, Victor. You're welcome. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks for listening to Why Am I So Bitchy. As always, we will have uh, something exciting happening next week. So please stay tuned um, and have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye.